Ooh, we are back. I'm back. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. Here I am. Oh my god, I've missed talking to this microphone this whole time. Every single time I'm away from the microphone. I'm thinking about why do I not have a microphone right now to expel my thoughts, excrete them towards you and tell you all these beautiful things that are happening and introduce you and interview these amazing people that I am. Is it because I like canon conical shaped things in my face no stop being cheeky i know you were thinking about that no no it's life life has life has caught up to me in a beautiful way i'm getting older i'm getting older and i got injured during training and i'll make a i'll I'll tell a little story about that later on but i have been out i have been resting i have been coming up with new beautiful things and one of these new beautiful things that i came up with well, actually, it was always there. The only thing I had to do was go all the way to Brussels. Brussels, what am I saying? Living in Belgium and talk to one of these beautiful, beautiful people. Wim de Putter. This episode is with Wim de Putter. And I am so happy and so blessed that I was able to, to drive over there and have a nice, amazing conversation with him. When we talk about beautiful things like how the life of somebody that dedicated his life to martial arts, to truly walking the way. Like Miyamoto, I can't even talk anymore. It's been too long. Like Miyamoto Musashi said, the Do, the way, the way of the samurai. And I would call him the pretty modern day samurai. Somebody that dedicates his life to the way it's always training, always focused, always busy, always finding new things to do. It's a never-ending path. And he treads that path beautifully. Oh my God, I even got poetical out there. Ah, I'm so proud of myself. I missed you guys. I missed talking. Oh my God, I missed it. But here I am back. And I want to say a special thanks. Special thanks to Browse. Um, now, remember that the people that I name up right now don't necessarily sponsor me. Or they, well, in this case, some of them do. I get cool stuff from them. But I also like to talk about them because they do amazing. They're amazing people. It's the people behind the brand that, that attract me, that that give, that that I'm fascinated with, that I love and that I deeply care about. And I want to thank them. Thank them for supporting. Thank, thank them for believing in what I'm doing. That is it. Thank you for giving me strength and making me believe that what I'm doing is a good thing. And so, I want to thank Browse. I want to thank Apex. And I want to thank Fight Fans. Fight Fans has given me the amazing opportunity to work together with them in organizing a martial arts event. And isn't that just the coolest thing? I'm getting blood sports vibe just talking about it. Ah, I love it. I love it. There's going to be an amazing event. 15th of October, this October, this year of 2022, Corona is over so we can get back together again freely and fight each other. How cool is that? I love it. Ah, Another part of the way. And I'm fascinated by all the things that I'm learning. I'm fascinated by all the things that I'm seeing there. And the event is majestic. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And I can't wait to see every single listener that I know that is in this world uh, listening to me. If you're able to come to Fight Fans on 15th of October in Amsterdam, come over. Come over. 
If you see me walking around, give me a hug. Tell me about your life. I'm I'm ready. I'm here to hear it. I'm super curious about you. I want to give a big shout out to Martin Fevene as well. He literally was the person that I, I, I joke around during the podcast saying, hey, if you see me walking around, I'm not sponsored or anything. I don't get any money for this. I do this purely out of love, out of trying to bring uh, men together. That is what I try to do. I mean, that sounded horrible. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be, build more or do my part in building more the BJJ community in the Netherlands and in Europe and trying to bring these amazing fighters, men, women together under one banner, one place, one one community. And so we can enjoy each other, enjoy the things that we do together and uh, have a great time. And he walked up to me, literally, Martin Vervena walked up to me, put some money in my hands, gave me a hug and he said, yes, I'm supposed to do this. That's what your podcast said. Man, I, I, I had to hold back tears. I was amazing. So I want to thank him too. Amazing guy, beautiful guy. Beautiful for to do something like that. I just wanted you to know that by you doing that, touch me. Thank you, my man. Um, going back to fight fans, fight fans is going to happen on the fifteenth of October. Hope to see you all there. It's going to be a big martial arts event. It's going to be kickboxing. There's going to be boxing. There's going to be uh, food. There's going to be jujitsu. There's going to be a grappling tournament, and there's going to be a special jujitsu thing going on. We're going to set up something beautiful. So if you hear this, uh, further announcements are about to come about something beautiful we're going to do with Jiu-Jitsu. And yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. I hope you enjoyed the wisdom of Vim Pritter. And I hope you enjoy your life, your day, and I hope everything is going good in your life. That's it. Ooh, to hear it it's weird to hear your own voice in your uh, head, right? no it's even weirder when you start listening back to it yeah. and you get like in your head from what is happening and everything like that and then you hear yourself and it's the most cringy thing ever to go through and it's uh, uh but it's great i love doing it so um and i love hearing from people like you which brings me to the introduction of today Ladies and gentlemen, uh, in front of me, I have somebody that everybody knows who this is. Everybody knows who this fascinating Belgian person is that is sitting right in front of me right now. A genius. And if you do not know him, then you have been sitting, you've been hiding, not doing jujitsu, or you've been too long doing preach it, like uh, hiding yourself in preach uh, <laughs> mixons. Oh, I like uh, preach. <laughs> we love him. I love him too. I had him on the podcast as well once. He's a great guy. And one of the things, uh, so guys, I think you already know who this is. In front of me, I have the genius, one of the the persons that has been doing so many seminars, so many jujitsu, has grown the jujitsu in Belgium so much. Lim de Peter, thank you very much for this. Thank you, Julio. Thank you. <laughs> Man, I always, um, I know you from when I started jujitsu. I think you already wore a black belt at the time of Malicia team. Do you remember? I remember them, yeah, but. Uh how many years ago did you start? Oh my god, I think 10 now, at uh, least. About. about then. Yeah. The, I, th- I think now I'm a black belt since, oh, nine years, actually. Yeah. Nine years. That's about, that should be yeah. about right. That, yeah. that should be, yeah. No, 10 years. I got it, as, got it on my 30. Yeah, exactly. When I was 30. So 10 years. 10 years. Uh-huh. 10 years of being <laughs> a black belt. Oh, and this is literally the only thing you do. You are a jiu-jitsu fighter. You live off jiu-jitsu. You live with jiu-jitsu. You do everything here. Mm-hmm. That is an amazing <laughs> lifestyle. 
Well, yeah. Many people say that, and uh, I love it. Yeah. But let's say the moment you st- actually now I came back because for many years I said, okay, jiu is the best thing I ever did, and I want to do this always. Yes. Yeah. And then I started to live from it, and then I said, man. I love it, but now I have to live from it. I love it a little bit less. <laughs> but now, I don't know, like the last e- year, I got like a really good balance, I think. Yeah. And now it's the best thing ever. Yeah? yeah. What was that balance you found? Well, to begin with, look, if you in the beginning, you always spend time on the mat, time on the mat, time on the mat. Well, mm. no, because I only have like morning class and evening class, yeah. but I'm also here during the day because I'm not always going to drive back to the, to the apartment. So I stay a lot of time here. So, okay, man, I don't see any daylight. Okay. And okay. It's, he says this, but uh, if you see Vim in front of me right now, he says brown as any Greek god you might see on television. Yeah, that's before. I said, say, right now I have good balance. Yes? Yeah. So actually, for me, and this is going to be ironic and maybe piss people off, but for me, Corona was the best thing ever hap- that ever happened. Really? Yeah. It was a, well, like, okay. I, like, I made a big fuss about it online because I hate. The all the rules and what, what happens behind it and, and that stuff and mm. I, I hate that and I don't trust it but what I what I do like is okay look so what happened so before I was always training 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 always doing jiu-jitsu always here and and the life was out of balance let's say yeah. okay and then for two years or at least in the beginning okay they close your gym you're not gonna do anything else for, for three months supposedly yeah so okay so so what we do when uh when it happened i had like a lot of free time available yeah okay so first off i kept training and the first three months since we don't know what it was i kept it i uh took it a bit serious for all we know it was a wave of ebola and we were all we were gonna die mm-hmm. so i took it a bit serious so i limit my training to like two people and we train yeah yeah and it was weird at first because I'm used to being with 90 people, like, yeah. like seeing 50 people a day to, okay, like very small circle, but I did that. Then I had more time for the family, more time for, for my daughters, yes, yeah. more time for my wife. And then I had also more time to do fitness. I started to do fitness. And then because of all the uncertainty, because maybe the business is going to bankrupt, maybe people are not going to come back, maybe they're going to, I don't know, maybe never open Jitsu ever again. You know, if like everything changed, you get a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So then I started looking and then like a, a fellow person from the Netherlands helped me out. I never yeah. met him, but like Wim Hof. Oh, shit. Yeah, like the Iceman look. So you start to look, okay, the guy goes in, in cold water. Okay, yeah. good. I'm always afraid for cold water. I hate cold. Yeah. I used to. I used to. <laughs> and then I started, okay, uh, let's go into the lake. <laughs> yeah. And it was not so bad. Okay. I said to the breathing and then, okay, breathing okay, helps also. Yeah. And uh, so that that became like part of my routine. I used to like during Corona, I went every day to the lake, and, yeah. and sit there for a bit and do some yoga, and it was like okay, very relaxing. So what I found was I need some time for myself out of the. So instead of always being with too many people, I need some time for myself. So like like a reset in, every instead day. Instead of constantly being in that rabbit hole of jujitsu, that yeah, it happens I, a lot and happens easily. Yeah. The moment you get into it, you kind of. But not Sorry. only that, like I can be sitting here, for example, and people come in and it's not, it's not, Jiu-Jitsu is, is great. It's more like I can give information about this. Uh, can I buy a kimono, paperwork? It's, so it's also all the mess that comes around with the yeah. business. Yeah. So, okay, good. So I started doing that. And uh, what else happened? Okay. And then I started doing intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. You know intermittent fasting? Yeah. You eat 16 yeah. hours. You don't eat. Do it. I look like I know intermittent fasting? <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe you eat. I'm, tw- I'm, 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 I'm currently at 120 kilos. <laughs> maybe you eat 23 hours and you fast one hour. <laughs> no, but, but, the, but the, the point is not that. The point is not the many hours you do. It just, man, it's not normal to wake up in the morning and immediately eat. Go into the fridge, eat. Ah, oh, I want to eat. No. Like, if you nature want an apple, you have to climb the tree. Yeah. If you want your fish, you have to catch your fish. Okay, that's hard these days also. Mm. But, um, but what I, what I do, okay, I decide and I never eat before two o'clock. Well, not never. Like if I'm really starving, I will make an exception. But I like to do at least 80% of the time I like to do correct. Yes. So mm. then you've, okay, good. And drink more coffee to take the hunger away. And I find, I find, okay, my inflammation got better. Before Corona, I couldn't close my fingers from Spider Guard. Oh my God. I never played Spider Guard. So, <laughs> so it's not only that. So, okay. <clears throat> so after that yeah yeah. apparently the cold fixes the inflammation a bit also the the intermittent fasting also takes the inflammation away so so that's way better and then since this year for many years i like i did like a yoga for bjj from uh the guy on the what's his name uh, Sebastian Broch. yeah and i and i love it i really love it yeah yeah when i had my i had a hernia when i was 31 and i did every day for for uh two years two three years yeah and it kind of fixed it so okay. and that, uh, it became real better but then the problem is like sometimes the class is 40 minutes sometimes it's 30 minutes sometimes it's one hour it's very hard to make a routine and if you have to do it yourself mm-hmm. it's like ah not a day so so then I got out of it so I want for years I want to have yoga in the gym here yeah. so I put on Facebook hey I want some teaching yoga and then uh, like our yoga teacher uh, Rin is her name she was in Japan still ah, I'm going to Belgium ah, I look for a place to uh, to, to work uh, okay come over we do yoga so now I do four times a week we do yoga and this really helps me also okay and then the last thing that, that for, just for me like like that, like that I always like to be like a challenge and ah bef- that's what that's what I want to say actually and then I come back to this point before I did Jiu Jitsu the reason I said that I didn't like it is that, that I liked it less once it become, became my life because of what all about what I was doing. I think it's really important to have some hobbies outside. Now, all my friends from before, I didn't lose them. I just don't see them anymore. <laughs> I only, all my friends are now people who train here with, you know, because I don't have time for anything else. Yeah. But before I used to go climbing, I used to go swimming, I had like a lot of other activities. And this becomes your job and it's the only thing you do. Yeah. But right now, outside of Jiu-Jitsu, I have, like, I go to the lake yeah. like five times a week or go from swimming 20 minutes is super relaxing. And what I started doing now since, since one month and I really love it, it's like apnea, you know? It's like to stay underwater as long as possible. Oh. So I start, it's like another rabbit hole. I started reading about that. And it's like whole training table. Losing losing your breath as much as possible. Right? Like, man, look, this is really crazy. Uh, before, like 45 seconds, yeah. after one month of practice, I can do four minutes. And no breathing. Yeah. Like, oh my un- God. Underwater, the most I did was like two minutes, 30 to three minutes. Yes. Yeah. But outside, say four minutes. That's cool. So who, oh. know, who knows? We can do, who knows we can do that? I did not know before I can stay 24 hours without food. I did not know. Oh now God. I know I can stay three days without food. That's right. Yeah. 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 How did that go? Easy. Uh, easy. Well, it's annoying because you want to eat, but if you keep busy, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, al- I also thought I was afraid of cold, but apparently I can deal with cold. So that's good. Yeah. And now the cool thing is in Belgium here, like, and also in Holland, like in whole Western Europe, the summer starts when it starts yeah june july maybe may april sometimes have good weather yeah march is kind of okay but still too cold for most people so don't go swimming yeah. and then autumn starts around september october like october okay yeah. but now man look the only time i don't really go swimming is is uh when is it 
January, February? That's Dece- it. December, January, February. But it's still going in the water. And it's like, okay, it's cool. <laughs> and then March, 12 degrees. Oh, great, it's summer. So I can walk out like without sleeves, without pants. Like, and, and No uh, cold. Yeah, and, and the only thing that really sucks here, excuse me, uh, that no, really is not, to. not too good, is like the, the, gray, the gray sky. But then I, even after a while, I start enjoying the rain. So it's... <laughs> it was really like if you open the news the, the, look in the morning yeah. you open the window ah rainy weather and then you think ah it's bad weather and your whole day is ruined yes yeah. but why is that you go on the news news report and the guy says ah today we're gonna have a great day of sunny weather good I agree yeah, yeah. The, 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 the weather forecaster but then he says ah today we're gonna have bad weather because it's raining. Ah, so rain is bad and then, then it changes your whole day. Yeah. But if now it's always weather. <laughs> Look at what, now it's always weather. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, in, in Belgium here, like people complain. That's how you recognize them. I, I sometimes say this jokingly. If you want to get your, if you immigrate to Belgium, you want to get your, your card, huh? yeah. complain about the weather. <laughs> say, say it's too warm and it's summer and say it's too cold. You sound like real Belgium. Now you can stay here. <laughs> It's the best. Yeah. Look, so there there are definitely benefits uh, because of Corona because it actually stopped us from. Yes. And I do recognize that, and I recognize that because I talked to a couple of other people. My last podcast was with uh, Yuri Yuri Vermkes, mm-hmm. and he teaches in um, in the, in the Netherlands in Amsterdam, and he was saying the same thing. There was a period of time where we got so obsessed with jujitsu. This is the only thing we did. And one of the things that I was doing the same way was, especially when I started and was in Malaysia team, it was literally sometimes I slept in the gym. And when I was in Brazil, I opened my own gym there and I was constantly there. Six o'clock in the morning was the first class and 11 o'clock at night I was doing the paperwork. That has to be, sometimes it got too late and I was like, I'm sleeping in the gym today. Yeah. And then waking up the next day to the first class there was and it was just consistently this over and over and over again until... In my case, I got some stomach problems. Huh? Not the same that Gordon Ryan had. I wish I had those. Maybe my jiu-jitsu got better <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> but I got some uh, good stomach problems, which forced me out of it. And then my I was like, oh, I have zero friends outside of jiu-jitsu. I have nothing else to do. And that opened my mind in the same way that Corona did again now for a lot of people. It, it just forced me to think about other things. And what I see in my circle, look, many people... Okay, nobody st- in, during these two years, nobody stayed the same. Yeah. Some improved, some went downhill. Yeah. And, and most of the, the guys that I know went downhill s- still got to catch up. They, they catched up later. Yeah. But some like, you know. Went down the road. Yeah. yeah. Okay, how does happen? You know? Yeah, that's hard, man. How but, long have you been doing jiu-jitsu now in total? Well, that depends how you define jiu-jitsu. <laughs> but how long have you been training? Training under the rules of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. That is a uh, it's, it's grappling, grappling. Okay, well. let's say jiu-jitsu first. Like the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I think since I was okay officially nineteen years old, so now yeah. I'm forty, so twenty-one years. Yes, twenty-one years. Yeah. But um, the first contact with with uh, with jiu-jitsu was um, when I was fifteen, probably. So four years earlier, when um, when the internet started, like before, we never really had access. So I would have to go to the library with my floppy disk, yeah, and we Google some techniques of sambo actually, or, or techniques from jiu-jitsu. And we 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 get like very fragmented knowledge of jiu-jitsu, yeah, yeah. like armbar, this, and we figure things out. So, but that was the contact of fif- at fifteen. But before that, I started doing um, 
jiu-jitsu, uh, judo when I was nine. Yeah. Then stopped for a bit because I was also playing football at the same time. Yeah. Then got out of it forever. <laughs> and when I was like 11, 10 or 11, yeah. Football sucks. Yeah. Let it be known throughout the whole world that football sucks. <laughs> I also think the world would be better without it. Without it. <laughs> yeah. yeah but in any case, I, so I started like grappling, judo, like not even high level or good, but just like we were rolling yeah. and Japanese jiu-jitsu and then from one to the other. And now, for example, when people, so I did like kickboxing, Thai boxing, did capoeira for, for, for yeah. seven years. Uh, Kali, Wing Chun, everything, at, uh, Taekwondo, even a bit at uh, volleyball, which is something different. <laughs> like <laughs> gymnastics, I did everything. Like. And then uh, at some point, when people come here and they say, "Okay, why should I join Jiu Jitsu?" Say, "Well, because it's the best thing there is. It's the best martial art there is." Yeah. But I say also this: look, it's not the best thing because I do it. Because okay, if you Krav Maga, Krav Maga is the best, you know. Yeah. But it's not. Huh? If you do boxing, oh, boxing is the best. But I say, look, it's not. Jiu-Jitsu is not the best because I do it. I do Jiu-Jitsu because it's the best that I found during all those years. Uh, but this being said, I don't think it's the best martial art. I think, I think the best martial art is wrestling. Wrestling? For sure. Out of all the, the martial arts, yeah. you think wrestling is the okay, best thing. But, but in, in aspect of it, now, well, let's give it a couple of categories because we're jumping into the philosophy part already. Um, in in what aspect would wrestling be the okay. best martial art? The, the problem is, is like in uh, okay wrestling. Yeah. If you put a guy two years in wrestling, yeah, but like real wrestling, like the average wrestling school huh? or average jiu-jitsu school, East or American doesn't let, matter. Let, let's say let's say this. Let's say we go to America. Yeah, and you put a guy two years in the best wrestling school or the same guy two years in the best jiu-jitsu school. Yeah, I think the wrestler <laughs> will fuck the jiu-jitsu I guy think, up. I think so. I think so. Well, then also maybe okay. Maybe he can get caught in like an accident. I can, mm. He can get footlocked. Let's say that's not a problem. But but the thing is, like overall, like it says as a martial art, I think I think it, it dominates still. But how many wrestlers plus thirty do you know? That yeah. is true. Yeah. It, it how, kills your body pretty yeah. fast. Or, or how many wrestlers, high-level wrestlers, fight open weight? And I don't think it even exists. Mm. Does it exist? Wrestling in open weight? I remember it existing in the beginning when when you saw like a weird fight. Yeah. And uh, I think there was no limit to to heavyweights at a certain point in the Olympic level. Mm -hmm. But this is old. This is old. This is when when this is old. Uh, this was before even judo took away the rules with legs uh, attacking and stuff like the, that. The thing is, if if you look at J Japan, where they sometimes have like like really interesting freak matches, actually, they, yeah, they do yeah. it in MMA. There probably was a time when when there was like a freak matches in in a, in wrestling as well. But the point is, from personal experience, I can pretty easy take down people with the same skill of lesser weight. I struggle with my own weight, but heavier people, even even if they do not do like any wrestling at all, it's yeah. just hard to take them down. So then we kind of forced to play. So Hitsu is better; that it's more accessible to everybody, and you can do it for a longer time for longevity. Yeah. yeah. But then we come. If you speak philosophically, yeah. so it's not because I, I like this quote. I said it before. It's like it's not because you do BJJ that you do Jiu-Jitsu, but a boxer can be doing Jiu-Jitsu. What is Jiu-Jitsu? It's like the soft art, okay, yeah. soft art, or minimal. As I define as minimal effort, maximum efficiency. Doing what you do in the best way possible. So if you're doing podcast the best way possible, then you're doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah, 
But Jiu-Jitsu is not the easy way out. It's not because, oh, it's easy, because you always look, you swim with the stream. No, no, no. You can be, you can very well in life go against the stream. But you try to go against the stream in the most economical way possible. Like So a mountain climb, okay, let's say you want to climb the mountain. Uh, then you can, there's a bunch of ways to get to get up there. Yeah. But if you use proper, te- you're doing the hard thing to get up, but you're doing this, use a smart way, the long route to, yeah, to, 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 uh, to get up. The uh, most efficient way to yeah. get from there. Yeah, exactly. And for me, like this, like climbing is the one thing that's very similar to just like the way you move your body, the way you grip. Yeah. So, yeah, the this is the first time I hear that, that climbing is very close to, I already had the idea or the connection was already made because of yeah. grips, purely because of grips and foot placement and foot dexterity and, and twisting the hips like many people i, I cannot yeah. show because we don't have camera but like if you see a beginner climb they climb like a ladder the feet open hands like this yeah. but if you see a good climber they put their feet they twist their knees in the same direction stretch out but the thing is i i, I used to climb a lot when i was like in my 20s yeah. because of more time and i said this before it's like very similar and interestingly i listened to the podcast of jorog with mikey musomeshi last week oh, he yeah. said the same thing he also likes climbing yeah, he, lo- he but you can see it on their body and his hands. Yeah, you know? but, but he interestingly, he said that it's the one thing that's most similar to Jitsu, and I, I had this idea for many years. And so it turns out it is. I was, well, I was for some people say, at least. Yeah. I was going to say yoga is a little bit more similar. Well, in a way. yoga is also the same because yo- what is yoga? Is slow Jitsu. <laughs> well, yoga is how to move your own body as economically as possible. Yeah just by itself in relation to your breathing and to grappling uh, and, and to and to gravity and what is jiu-jitsu is how to move your Somewhere. opponent's body with your own body as economically as possible yeah. in relation to, to your breathing and to gravity so you just with an extra body if you cannot move your own body in a good way then how can you use your body to actually not move but move around because actually jiu-jitsu is not moving the other person it's blocking and controlling the other person and moving around him mostly and then using leverage to sometimes to move, but you understand what I'm saying? So it's uh, yeah, 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 no. yeah. it's it's clear. And yoga, like what is yoga? Everything is yoga. But would but you would also, you would you also explain to this to somebody that would first one somebody walks in the door and you're like, jujitsu is the best art because uh, the, the efficiency, the economy. How no. do you introduce it to uh, somebody? That really depends but what kind I of had, person. I had the discussion coming over here, <laughs> and it was like. What would be the best way to teach somebody jujitsu? There is, there is no best way. There is no best way. It depends what kind of person comes to the door, and also, do you want that kind of person in your group? That's also that's something very. Or do you want that kind of person the way he is right now in your group? Because I can, I can talk many different ways. For example, yeah, someone comes here. Oh, I want to be an next UFC fighter. I want to fight. Okay, good. Oh, so that guy, you don't have to motivate him. He's like, he's he's already motivated. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You don't have to say why is Jitsu because he knows. Okay, but so how? I don't want that guy in my group like that. So in the early days, we would say, ah, oh, you come in. Okay, let's let's calm him down. How how are you gonna calm him down? <laughs> submit, submit, submit. Break his ego, but it doesn't work like that. You cannot break someone's ego by breaking him. You can hurt his ego by doing it, but the ego is still there. Yeah? yeah. So we have to tame him. How do you tame him? Look, if I go with you and you go all out crazy, yeah. I'm gonna hurt myself. Doesn't matter how good or how bad someone is. If if he's a big, heavier weight, you're gonna struggle submitting him. Or, or okay. So the the one thing I'd like to do is again 
like we, we talked about before the podcast, is to try to ride him, try to pin him. For example, go to mount, stay there, let him pass, let him do. They make him tired. Because <laughs> if I submit him, what happens? I have a chance to lose control. Yeah. But also if I submit him, he taps and he can go again. Yeah. And if I hunt the submission and I really have to do effort to get a strong guy, then you say, ah, the coach had me, but at least he had to do effort or he had to go hard. Yeah. And he thinks, ah, oh, that's the way to do. You have to go hard. So that guy I would mount and calm down. I'm going to puke. Yeah, you can puke, but first relax. And when you relax, see, look, and I say, look, look, don't struggle. You're not get Why are you getting tired? Because you're spazzing. Relax. Don't move. Let's just sit here for a while. And maybe he doesn't do it. Okay, you mount me. And they go like, and spaz around and trying to submit. You said, look, who is winning right now? I'm winning because I'm on top. Okay, but your breathing goes. So, are you sure you're winning? Because you don't sound like you're winning. You sound different. Yeah, (laughs) so you want to, so I'd rather be losing and uh, losing positional wise Mm. and be breathing calm than being on top or being in a bum position. Like, okay, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I look that's the one thing I always try to fix with everybody first coming in breathing if they if they breathe like that even without moving if you have an anxious breath yeah. then you cannot do safe shit so you can you're not ready to do that because it's dangerous people yeah. who breath like that they they spaz and when they spaz I don't trust you I will not give you anything then I will just ride you until you're calm and this is this is something that I also ask this question because there seems to be a over the whole world there seems to have been in Brazil it was the same way there, there's like people are there's a bunch of dyslexic teachers teaching a bunch of people random things it just goes in every single direction I felt and now in the later days in, in, in this era right now we are in it feels that people are becoming more structural or more systematic and better and understanding truth what it is. I think the bad teachers are still there also. But the thing is, in the past, it's not because you're a good fighter. That you're you a, are good, a good teacher. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and it's also not because you win matches, you're a good fighter. Because yeah. maybe you fight bad randoms. Or maybe you're just all bad and you were a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> but now at least because of the social media, which is actually an, an advantage. Yeah. That way, like people get exposed to... Uh, yeah. To get exposed to to exposed exposed they see what is good teaching which i also had to say before about now think about social media yeah. thanks to covid i got out of social media almost almost don't post anymore so that also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great advantage yeah. but we're we're, we're, we're we're mixing different threads yeah. so that's because what we're talking about before i want to finish about about uh how to introduce people the first time yes, exactly. okay so really what the, kind of people come in yeah so if it's an older person for okay i think it's this <clears throat> I said before on my YouTube channel also and in seminars, so look, there is three elements to every class. There yeah. is the fun part, there is the safety part, and there is the the fun uh, and the, the fun part, safety part, and the learning part. Yeah. So in general, what is the most important of the three? I saw that come by uh, yeah. with your last seminar. So look, what is for sure not the most important thing is, is initially at least is learning. Yeah. Because learning is something that happens by itself if the activity is fun and people yeah. stay into it and if it's safe because if it's not safe then you might break something before you learn or you cannot really take risks and it also makes less fun so so rules should be there to yeah. make the sport more fun and more safe because some rules if it's total chaos it's also not really fun you have to have some limit you know you have to have yeah, yeah like in football you score by kicking in the goal 
Mm. You can score however you want. Okay, I touched the ball and I have a point. So that, that doesn't work. You need <laughs> like like some rules uh, to, to establish. So, but once you have that, look. So when the person comes in, you have to introduce him with a fun way. So if it's a complete beginner, I will not start by doing technique. Now, of course, let's say the first time the person comes in, he comes into the class how it is. So it's not like structured to his needs specifically. Yeah. So because that we have three classes of fundamentals a week. People can come to any class. But usually I try to introduce the new people to the fundamentals first. Because in the fundamental class, I will, for example, today we're going to do half guard, let's say. Then I will say, okay, look, we're in half guard. <clears throat> what is a guard? Well, I will explain. Look, the most important thing in martial arts in general is distance control. If I can run away from you, you cannot touch me, you cannot hurt me. Distance mm -hmm. control. Okay. Let's say in Jiu-Jitsu, the most distance control comes from the legs, if you're laying on your back. Yeah. I would not do wrestling often because the, in the beginning, because it's a bit more dangerous for yeah. people. Eh? Okay, I'm laying on my back and I want to keep you away. You can throw my legs away and I can retent actively and try to move around, but it gets very tiring. So how do I, so that's like swimming. Eventually you will drown. So how do you stop yourself from drowning in swimming without getting tired? That is grab a piece of wood. So you entangle to something. That's for example, you grab the leg. Not today it's half guard. How many guards are there? Well, there are as many guards as it's possible or how many positions are in Jiu-Jitsu? There are as many positions in Jiu-Jitsu as there is ways to connect two bodies together. Yeah. Not unlimited, but probably more than there are atoms in the universe like with chess <laughs> huh? yeah. it's the same huh? so that is something that i really want to highlight again how many ways are there to connect to a person's body as huh? many atoms as in the universe more, <laughs> more. they call it the Shan <laughs> like in chess they call it the shannon's number there is more possible chess games yeah than there are atoms in the visible universe there you go so if you go to the, the desert yeah and you look i count every cent grain there is it's not, it's not even, not even a tenth. It's, it's insane. It's, it's and and to think insane. that the sport that we do has the same connections. And if you start thinking about it, it does. It does make you crazy with the amount of yeah. connections there are. Yeah. But then again, mm. it's like, how can you learn chess? Even in so many positions, because the same patterns always recur. So, for example, maybe these three things on the board here, these three pieces yeah. make a pattern and that makes another so maybe that that part of the board is completely different but this part is is the same thing so for example it doesn't matter how i control their arm if i'm controlling it unrelated to the position i can do the same control stand up or so you learn patterns and you learn different pieces together that, that work see so that's how you can learn that's that madness fascinating fascinating so you reduce the amount of of of, of playable pieces to only the patterns well Patterns are ways to 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 gather information. I, yeah. I, I have to think about how yeah. to phrase that <laughs> better. Yeah, I, let's say it like this. Um, this is another question, and it'll, it'll link back to what we're saying right now. Um, what would you, which direction would you point somebody within something that has almost unlimited forms of connection? And in other ways, what I want to ask is. Um, how would you introduce or which way would you tell somebody to go like go the learn this first or learn that first or learn that okay. first is it is it always going to be basics and fundamentals and okay and look. so which ones okay so to do that i think to define where you want to go i think you need certainty yeah. okay you need a constant all yeah. right okay so what is a constant yeah. in, in physics the constant is 
speed of light. It's always the same. Yeah. It's the one constant everybody seems to agree on. Yeah? So Jitsu, what is the constant? <clears throat> what is the worst position to be in? That it, it's still subjective, eh? yeah, okay. but but you need to define one. Okay, so it can be a rear naked, it can be, but any sub, any submission is the worst position to be in. Yeah, but submissions are hard, so I'll always say the worst thing to be in yeah. eh, is both shoulders on the floor, not not belly on the floor, no back on the floor, two shoulders pinned. Yeah, and if you don't agree, then get your heaviest friend you know I I can yeah. definitely agree uh, with you uh, on this and, and put them and you lay flat on your back and, let, and let them sit on you and you will be mostly okay because you can still breathe yeah? but then let them sit on your face and then <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah. <clears throat> so okay so if you say if you can both agree that the most uncomfortable position not even submission most uncomfortable position is something to do with both shoulders on the floor then we can say a goal is to put the person with both shoulders on the floor. Ah, good. So now we have a game. Maybe poor people come in, both on their knees, and try to put each other with both shoulders on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, for example, say close guard. Any submission in close guard whatsoever. Yeah? Yeah. If I can put your both shoulders on the floor, there is no submission. True. If you can lift from shoulder, you can spin. But if you cannot spin, there is n- no. So there is no submissions uh, against a... Uh, no... So means that should work unless the person on top doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah? But that should work if you're pinned with two shoulders on the floor. Maybe a choke can, can work because you can still find like elusive ways to, contro- to construe an artery, but high level should not work. Yeah? Yeah. So then you can say everything should go from there. You try to pin the person. Yeah. And, if you, and, and okay, if you're not good at putting pressure once a person is pinned with both shoulders on the floor, yeah. there is no incenti- incentive really to let a person... Get the shoulder up. Yes? Yes. So if I'm comfortable laying flat on my shoulder, there's no price for me to pay except honor or something or whatever, yeah? <laughs> but so then you have to teach people how to make someone suffer when both shoulders are on the floor. For example, you twist the neck sideways with the shoulder, but you do it nicely. Don't rough. Huh? S- no, slow, slow, constant pressure. Yeah. But you can stop at any time when the person taps. Const- just make it as co- uncomfortable but as slowly possible. because some people have less comfortable uh, some pe- some people have a higher in comfort can, can stand comfort discomfort way better than others yes yeah but so true. once you have that uh, you define that so then every escape should probably start okay with it fix like fixing your structure and then getting a shoulder up yeah what is wrestling about is about how to pin two shoulders so wrestling wrestling is the oldest art yes and in the whole history, arts, like for all the grappling arts, um, grapple arts with submissions are pretty rare. If you look, like, if you look, look at all the grapple yeah, arts in the world. Yes, yes, How yes. many do you know? Sambo and Judo, but it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu has it, but Jiu-Jitsu is also Judo again. So it's still related to that. And what else is there from like sumo wrestling? No, like all those mm. old folk style wrestlings, like all out. It seems that in history, submissions never really mattered. And why should they matter? Because most fighting is based on self-defense and battlefield. Yeah. So why would you care about submitting your opponent and say, oh, I want to choke him out? Yeah, if he's alone. But if you're already dominating, there is no point to choking him out anymore. And if it's maybe multiple attackers, you want to get out as soon as possible. And mm. on the battlefield with swords and uh, where you people used to fight. You're not going to think about breaking arms and stuff. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to gonna think about being the one on top and, and crushing <laughs> his skull and getting back up for the next one. So wrestling seems to be it's still one of the best yeah. ways to go through so, so, about it. Yeah, and look, and if you're on the battlefield, you want to lay on your back or on your belly? 
Yeah. Well, with my belly, I can blast up again and be ready. But on my back, and okay, good safety one against one. Don't get me wrong, you have to learn guard. That is the thing. In wrestling, everybody agrees that Bozo's on the floor is the best, is the worst position ever. Yeah. In jiu-jitsu, it became, ah, oh, guard is a good place to be. And we should go to a spot where we say, ah, oh, Bozo's on the floor are actually a pretty bad thing to be, but we like doing the hard things in the most economic way possible, like I said before. Yeah. So we got to learn to fight from a bad position and fight back. So there is a lot of value in that. To it's, fight back from the pit. It's yeah. the it's the idea of uh, th- that is something that is coming up right now too, and something that we might have missed in a certain aspect <laughs> is the fight back up, and people don't uh, do that anymore. And what is magically happening now in the world? What is what is the, what is the yeah, that's the trend uh, right now? People. Rest up, wrestling up, wrestling up. I've been wrestling up since the first day. Yeah, because yeah. I always want to be on top. Huh? Yeah. But no guard is like like it's 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 sometimes like what the hell. <laughs> and jiu-jitsu is slowly turning into this big old ma- wrestling match yeah but it's like so many things I said or I saw as a purple belt it's not to brag or something but but like I swear look eh? this, this is something that, that that pisses me off a little bit but also makes me happy I don't know how to put it okay but uh okay most escapes what is it what is the one escape every white belt should know from mount shrimp shrimp and what never works is a shrimp <laughs> Shrimp don't work because shrimp, you have to move your hip away and your shoulder at the same time. And it's a bad structure. It doesn't work. It only works if the person on top has bad control and you spastically and quickly start shrimping. Yeah. doesn't work. But if you find against a very big heavy opponent, the one thing you try to do is to be belly down, to build a base to turtle, and then you can shrimp. Explode up. Yeah. So shrimping is still there, but it just taught the wrong way and then how do we teach shrimping I will let people run in a circle in the warm up uh, shrimp 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 and then people who already are shrimping for 10 years they don't need to do that stupid drill and people who do not know it yet they're not gonna learn to shrimp there's nothing to do with jiu-jitsu like, like sliding your ass backwards on a mat it's nothing to do it's, no. it's, it's completely not relevant to the sport it's as useful as rope skipping is for a boxer <laughs> 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 this also drives me nuts if you do if you go kickboxing even the high level kickboxing gyms yeah two hours of training 20 minutes of rope skipping 10 minutes it's a waste of time and now you're go- and now people are gonna say yeah but the high level people doing it yeah okay good so high level doing people are doing something that is bad but they still put more time in the good stuff so they're good and everybody else copies it because just because it's always been done And then you get people saying, yeah, rope skip is good for moving your fo- your feet to be nimble and to be mobile. Yeah. But guess what? It's also good for footwork. Boxing, just doing your damn footwork drills. And to, so maybe it's good to have the ability to, to do rope skipping. Maybe maybe you should now maybe do like an hour or two in your life of rope skipping. Now you have the ability, now never do it again. Huh? And, and, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Average for conditioning. Uh, guess what? Also good for conditioning. Sparring. <laughs> it <Yeah>. also works. <laughs> yes. So there is so many, mm. many different things. Okay. I get I, it. I guess if you philosophically like rope skipping and get something out of it, you should do it. If you really enjoy your your butt scooting on the mat for a warm up, please do it. But if there is no value there. There's or, no benefit of doing it. Uh, it's a warm up. It's a warm up. But as a warm up, do light boxing. When I do when I do my boxing classes here, yeah. striking, I do. Striking classes, I never do warm-up. I just start sparring right away. But nice. Slow. slow. And then people say, yeah, but 
people in our gym cannot control it will super go super hard well okay that's, that's because that's the amount that's the kind of people you catered if someone comes here and he goes hard man i said to go, calm down okay you don't want to calm down good take out your gloves and your and your shin pads am i kicked out no but you you and you the two crazy people there going crazy you're gonna spar now without shin, without shin pads and without gloves but only the two of you together oh yeah go nuts yeah no they don't go nuts they usually <laughs> go very calm and if they still go nuts okay you're gonna get it maybe now take a break and but that usually works you know okay if they're, if they're completely cr- going crazy then maybe they should not be here to begin with huh? but how, do you, how do we get <laughs> did it you right? have many crazy people <laughs> it sounds like you Le- less than before but what is crazy it's not really crazy look we cannot really blame person going spazzy the first day we cannot yeah, no, we can't. because what it's, happens it's normal you kind of expect it happening as well but it's completely normal it's instinctive like if I, if i take you you cannot swim and i throw you in the water what will you do yes yeah, relax relax <laughs> i'm drowning <laughs> relax yeah, yeah relaxing around. is the best thing to do but it's hard to do so how do you do that uh, you the people you let them uh, okay go into the water a little bit lightly and little by little it learns to relax yeah. you first show hey the water is not dangerous you put some water in the face so for example when i teach boxing eh? Yeah. Look, many people, everybody's afraid of getting punched in the face. Yes or no? Yeah. Okay, good. So how do you teach people not being afraid to get punched in the face? Slowly punch them in the Slowly, face. Slowly, lightly punch them in the face and teach them how to get hit. So if you have, is one area in your face where you should get hit, where you want, okay. If you had to choose one part of your, of your head, with or without glove, to get hit, what part would you choose? Yeah, forehead. Thank you, the forehead. Immediately. But what does a beginner do? When he's afraid, you lift the chin. Yeah. Yeah? So you're teaching the beginner from the very first day, jab, cross, hook, middle kick, high kick, a trillion combinations, which never happen in a real fight. Yeah? Because most strikes are singular hits. Yeah. Look at a fight. We never combine. I waste so much time in my career doing stupid, stupid combinations that never worked. And then got hit with a jab mid-combination. Oh, why did that not work? Because combinations don't work. Combinations only work if the guy goes into full cover, and and, and then he can pick your shots. But it does not work in an open in an open stance. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't work. So, but look at this. So, what is the first exercise do when someone comes in for boxing, for example? Okay, you're gonna get hit. How? Put your hands on your back. Well, my hands on yeah, hands on your back, and you're gonna take every punch on your forehead, but lightly. We're gonna go lightly. Yeah, lightly. If your head does. Like pops a bit backwards, that was bad because if you get hit in real life and this happens, yeah, you go backwards. You have to go forward, restabilize before you can fight. So the first thing is headbutt the hand. In real fight, if I headbutt your hand, you're gonna punch me once, and then you're ah. I'm not teaching people to block punches with their face. Let me be clear. <laughs> I'm just saying they will get hit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not yeah. that kind of class. Yeah. <laughs> and then next clear. drill is... I can hear the shit talking already happening. No, <laughs> like, look, everybody who discusses this is wrong. This is, yeah. this is, this is correct. Um, well, it's tested. I tested here. I don't know if... I don't care if high-level people... I know this is, this is true. Yeah. This is, I know deeply inside this is true. It doesn't even matter if anyone agrees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you teach a kid swimming? If he's afraid of water, what do you do? You put a little bit of water in the face. Yeah. So the person who is scared coming into jiu-jitsu, yeah. you put a little bit of pressure. You don't let them fight straight away. That's the person who is scared. And some people will be will be scared for a long time. And maybe you do not have the time in your gym and the resources to make that person not scared of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. If somebody is, for example, agoraphobic and afraid of being like not so afraid of people in general. Yeah. 
then I think Jiu-Jitsu can help you. But if you're not there, they can even enter a gym and not freak out. Then you should do some other work before I can help you doing that. If I had a limited time, I could probably help you. Yeah? But if you come in, and now you do the opposite. If you're in and you are, uh, sorry, not, uh, not afraid, but you want to have fun straight away, then you don't start with a boring technique explanation. Then you start with a game. But a game that is safe. So, for example, with kids, can be, for example, lay belly down yeah. and try to put the other person on his back. Simple, simple super games. Or, or super hard. It is super hard yeah. if you know how to defend it. Yeah. So, and, and, and that is the thing. Like, and now with boxing, like I started doing for a while. Eh, I had a fantastic idea when I started the gym. Ah, I want to make money. Of course, everyone wants to make money. Ah, and what do you see that works? Like, what do all those fitness centers do these days? What do they do? Right, what, do they have? Like, what is the most popular class in a fitness center? Except weightlifting. I would not know. I spent too much time in the jiu-jitsu gym. Taibo? <laughs> yeah. Or Zumba? Yeah. Or aerobics? Or now yeah. they call it fitbox? It's always the same beast in a different package. It's high intensity yeah. stuff where technique doesn't really matter and you're going to sweat. And what people are going to get? People who don't really like sports, they just come because they want to lose weight. Yeah. Which is a, or want to be healthy yeah but it's a very look i want to be healthy but my goal which is never be to be healthy that's a consequence so if just your whole motivation is to be healthy well, when are you healthy enough you're never healthy enough you're never strong enough you're never good enough you just have to have intrinsic fun going to the thing itself and aerobic every day is so i do know one person who does aerobic his whole life probably the only person doing that is the one who who, who makes money with it i suppose yeah. yeah nobody does that so then you're then you're doing that after a year you stop and that's why every year something is a new hype then it's Taibo like I said Kikfa Kizomba and don't get me wrong the person who created this probably put a lot of thought into it and it's probably some art to it it's not the reason why most people do it so let, don't let me make black mm-hmm. go sports either any sport you do is better than not sport at all yeah, yeah. but but it's the point but uh how did I get here <laughs> so but if you do like a martial art. We were, doing, we were talking about the boxing and then the, the how you teach it and everything like that. And then you had an idea yeah. to start oh, yeah. something. Of course, yeah. yeah. So you make people come in and you make them have fun with, with, my, with the art. Yeah. And then why is it so fun? Well, it's not always fun. It's often not fun because your face gets crushed and you're there. But it's fun to find a way out. It's fun to solve the puzzle. Yeah. Huh? It is not fun to lose, but then it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to lose. So you... you what is fun about it? It's, it's like an ever... It's a puzzle that never ends, you know, mm. and that, and it's always like finding a new solution. It's always like a different mind game, and uh, and benefit of that, you get the friends, you get the community, the, the community, mm. and yeah. you get you get uh, other benefits, also disadvantages because, but disadvantages like for example breaking our limbs, eh? um, yeah. mangling our fingers just because we're doing it wrong. Yeah. Is there is this is this is kind of a way that you do an introduction for people to be more at ease and be more tranquil when they're doing yeah. Jiu-jitsu and everything like that. One of the greatest questions and the biggest questions I get, a lot of listeners also listen to this before they go to a competition. Before they have to go to fight, before they go to a competition, people tell like they start listening to this podcast because they want some kind of ease of mind, mm-hmm. like get their minds off of something and doing the competition. Is there a way that you say like, is it beneficial to be more stressed going into a competition is it better no, to go more no. tranquil breathing is there breathing involved yes, and yes, everything now like that? i didn't do it before i started doing it now okay yeah. so now when i compete i go fasted 
Yeah. And I maybe drink like a Red Bull Light because I need caffeine. Yeah. And that's another story about caffeine cuts your hunger. And also, like I read, if you drink caffeine when you train, you become a different person a bit. So you need to be the same person when you compete. So if you drink, if you train on caffeine, you should always fight on caffeine. Yeah. That's like one thing of it. But, uh, so, okay. The advice you would yeah, give. Okay, advice. Look, so what happens if you go a bit nervous into the fight? Mm. People say, yeah, you should be a bit nervous. No, you shouldn't. You're going to be nervous. It's not like you should. You should. The goal should be to go there completely zen. Completely like, uh, like you, like, like you have to, like, like in the middle. Like what is it? What is it? You ever did yoga? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. is the best part of yoga? When your mind shuts off. Yeah, Shavasana. The last part of yoga where you lay on your back and you close your eyes and the goal is do not think. Just be. That is the state of mind you want to be when, when you go. Yeah. If you, you should also read, for example, the book, uh, Book of the Nine Rings. Oh, from Musashi? Yeah. This, they also, they say that, like this, five rings. Yeah. This, the, the Book of Five Rings. I think it's Nine Rings. Doesn't five, matter. Five. Book, of, yes. book of Rings, not to be confused with the Lord of the Rings anyway. So, <laughs> Miyamoto Musashi, yes? Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, you can even listen on Spotify. It's like a guy who reads it. But the, the point is like, he says, okay, when you're the warrior, huh? let's say warrior, okay. You have to go, not caring that you will die. And if to go there, not caring, you will kill. Not that I'm saying that we are... That it's a death yeah, match. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go into a death match. No, no, but, no, but it's a state of mind. But I'm yeah. saying, we should look, don't let me get me wrong. I don't see myself as the warrior who goes to the fight. Competition. Don't compare, because I get crazy with people comparing themselves to... Oh, we are Spartan. No, you're not going to die. You're going to have... Fun. Not even fight. Jiu-Jitsu is not a fight. It's, it's a game, you know? Yeah. MMA is more of a fight. But even that is still a game, you know? Yeah. Fighting is when you go... Uh, in we don't fight these days yeah but um okay but you should still be there not caring about the outcome because if you care about losing or winning you will have be hampered yeah. so the advice is try to do that how do you do that well if you're too stressed then you act too soon yeah if you're too anxious you act too late yeah, yeah. but if you're in the moment then you act and that is the perfect that is the goal yeah so, but then also, for many years, I had game plans. Yeah. You go into your fight, and I still think game plan is important. Something that climbing also is in common. For example, before you start climbing, you check out your route. So, it's important to know if I cannot climb this way, I have to maybe go that way. And if you see it doesn't work, you take a step back where you're comfortable and recalculate your route. Yeah. But ideally, you should be able to do it pre-planned. But... If you get too focused on your game plan or your game plan is not encompassing, it also creates fright. Because, so for many people, for including myself, for many years, my game plan was, ha still is, my best position is half guard. Yeah. So pull half guard. Yeah. Went good. So I was like super stressed until I had my half guard. And then you calm down. And then you have your calm down. Okay. But every once in a while, the guy that started happening later, the guy pulls, so, so for, for like the first... 10 years of my career was pretty easy. Everybody just had to pull guard, have guard. That was easy. Yeah. And then later, people started to do double guard pulls or even jump over my guard. That time, the one with that, okay, crap. And the moment pulled before, there goes your whole game plan. Because they didn't have a game plan against the person sitting, pulling guard before. I, I know I'm a good, good in passing, but like it's pretty hard to pass a person's guard if he's not required to move according to the rules. Especially if you're in a tournament setting and you're fighting a bunch of different people. Yeah, but also the rules now say, it's a different discussion, but the rules say stay active. 
Yeah. With her bottom, cursing the bottom because his butt a bit, he's stuck. Oh, he cannot move. So the person on top stalls and he has to move first and he loses. Yes? I said that before, so I don't want to go too deep into that. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So, so your game plan should be deep. Like, okay, I have my half guard. It's good, okay. I have my good pass that is good. So how do I can pull half guard with a good grip? So you get that grip and then the guy pulls guard. So your, sh- your grip should be, go- your first grip should be good enough for takedowns. If you want to do takedowns, should be good enough for the guard pull and should be good enough to go into passing if the guard pulls guard. So for my, right now, my game plan is one specific grip. That's it. And that's that, and, and that is pretty achievable. Then I have to play the distance game, go in, go out. Okay, and if I lose the grip, if I don't have the grip, then I have to fight for that grip. That's it. That's it. And and that was, I was always thinking that was insane because I used to tell my teachers like game plan doesn't work for me. I, I always oh. went into I always went into the the fights way too stressed, stomach aches, <laughs> everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I always ended up fighting, and the moment I get there, it calms down. But going into the fight was the most stressful part. Oh yeah, once, once you have contact, it's over. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's it's usually done, and I want to like tell people this too. You know, like the moment you contact, the moment you put your foot on the mats, as it would say, that there's no way out. That's when the calmness kind of comes as well. But but you still need a game plan because game yeah. plan is certainty. Without plan, you're always anxious. You're like, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? No, yeah. and then you never fix. You never you always. So you need a game plan, but very detailed that takes everything into account, okay. and a plan B. So that's that's the way. Plan, plan your game. How does your game plan evolve? Well, you train and see what works. And <laughs> you keep, uh, yeah, you keep making it better. You'll never have a definitive yeah. game plan, I think. And then I'm com- and on training, I follow my game plan for a while because it works. And then sometimes, I say, okay, now I'm going to do something completely different, just to be interested. But it also helps to be comf- more comfortable in different spots. Yeah. And like, ideally, you should always pull guard when the guy is out of balance. Because if he's in balance, he can react. If he's out of balance, he needs to react. Yeah. Not lose balance. So every time you pull guard when a person is in balance, you take a risk. That sounds very, very, very smart. Yeah, yeah. But occasionally on training, because everybody sometimes everybody pulls to be the first, and I also want to play guard. So sometimes they don't care, just pull guard, even though it's on a good guard, yeah. and they get smashed, and then they have to fight back, which is also valuable. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's everything I mean, eh? but <laughs> beautiful man beautiful beautiful stuff I know that our time is kind of running out uh, okay, yeah. for this round because there is a class starting soon what, what time is it now it's uh, 10 to 9 to 6 uh, we can do 20 minutes and, yeah. uh, that's another thing I never start my classes on time really <laughs> but there's a reason to it a, for one I'm never on time <laughs> that's uh the behind, but it's also an advantage. <laughs> I, think, oh. I think this 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 trend is within the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. Yeah, but I really really put thought into it because now people say I'm always late because I'm lazy and I'm not lazy because I don't care, but I do care. But when I'm here at six o'clock, yeah, yeah, and people come into the gym, yeah, who like many people are not on time. And why you're not on time? Maybe because you don't care, or maybe because you didn't find a parking spot, mm. or maybe your son peed his pants right before you you left. It can be many mm. reasons. The point is, I do not think it's normal to arrive at six o'clock or five to six. Yeah. St- no, you arrive between six and six fifteen, I think. Yeah. And in the first fifteen minutes, what do you do in the class? Oh, should be warm up. I don't do warm ups. I think I am jitsu instructor. I'm you. Maybe kids, you can play a game to warm up. Huh? But how old are you? 
Me? Now? 34. You know your body better than I do. So I don't know what you need for a warm-up. So you come in and you do your warm-up. And if yeah. you think you do not need a warm-up, yeah. then maybe do some drills. Or maybe, why do people come to the gym? They come to relax, they come to vent a bit. So maybe the first 50 minutes just have a chat with each other. Like, hmm. just talk a bit and, and ease in. And, and that, is, that is something that really is different in Jiu-Jitsu than most other sports mm. where it's very regimented. Uh, with us it's more of a community you always come yeah. into the like i think because of all the contact we have we have with each other for some reason all the hugging and all the <laughs> all the uh-huh. jiu-jitsu we do it's different we it, it it creates this family bond it creates this uh kind of we know each other a little bit better yeah. so it, it's like come into the class warm yourselves up once you're warm in like 10 minutes we start yeah and, and what is a good warm-up well any motion you do in jiu-jitsu it can be even be just a slow roll which is mm-hmm. fine People come here for rolling. And like, the only thing that pisses me off when I come here is just some people just sit there and wait and don't say anything. So look, that is useless. Or maybe mm. you want to meditate and it's fine. But but, uh, but talk a bit. Talk about your day. Eh? Uh, talk yeah, about, your, about your boss, about your teacher. Vent. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Or roll a bit. And, and, and then after 6.15, then I start. Yeah. And then the next class, what do we do that? Ah, because now we're... So my class is an hour. It was 15. No, because the class takes 15 minutes longer. And then the next group can already warm up, uh, and then like everybody talking. And every, and you like, have a good system going here. <laughs> it, it, work, it works out like that. I don't. I, some people go crazy because like, ah, oh, no, it always starts late. No, it doesn't start late. You don't start. It's just the first fifteen minutes. It's your time, you know. Yeah, just for you to arrive and do your thing. If you want to warm up, arrive on time. And um, yeah. yeah, I was starting to do that in our classes too. And instead of warm ups, I doing because I thought I was looking at the warm ups in Jiu Jitsu and I was trying, was trying to create some stuff as well and some animal movement things and some time of idea. And then at the end of the day, I was like, all of this is useless. Not all really, of this but, is, uh, but it's but like how many things it's like drills. How many drills do you need? Exactly, it never ends. So I start, you know what I started doing? Flow roll. Hey guys, welcome everybody. Grab a partner, let's roll. I never drill. No, never. You, you're done with drilling. I never did. No, no. I like. I had like a phase of like six months when I did it. Yeah. Mostly when the Cicero Costa guys started to come to Belgium to teach. Oh yeah. Because they're like, ah, bah, bah, drill, drill, drill. Yeah. But I don't think there is, like, uh, like, any high level guy. That's no, still. I, I would be wrong. They call it drills. But what is drills? Look, I don't uh, think w- like when we say drills, we're talking about those short little movements, okay. like well, one. Well, very good, very good. Well, I don't. Well, I think it's like a sh- okay. It depends how you define a drill. Yeah. Because a drill can just be like only of exercise, yes. But for example, um, doing it like okay, throw his knees to the side, knee slide, jump over arm bar. That is as useful as jab, jab, cross hook, middle kick, high kick. That's mm. not really useful because then you're just kicking a bag. It can okay, kicking a bag can be useful to make some strength but it also be like action reaction so maybe I do I pull your knee sideways and I step sideways one single motion okay now the reaction and then that's reaction but the problem is you need a partner to react good to that so considering it no, many people in general know like okay if you teach a class how like okay like good good partners to show t- how many people are good to show the technique with yeah usually one one two. maybe two I can teach everybody to be good but by nature not everybody is good because you don't know what reaction you want to give yeah. so then the person who is doing the technique need, as a teacher yes uh, sorry as a practitioner needs yeah. to train a reaction to an action he does not know what is the proper reaction he doesn't know what is the proper action so usually when a lot of person often when I teach a class and I'm teaching I, let, I am the okay 
and I tell, okay, I am doing this. You're going to react in that way. So if I explain a sweep, I have to tell him where the weight goes. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, so instead both, of you're yeah. the one doing the technique on somebody, you're in this case going to be the uke. Both. Both. both it depends, both. Uh, depends what, what, is the, what is the part. Like yeah. I don't, know, really, don't ever really know where my class is going to end. I always know where I'm going to start. I have like an idea I want to teach. So, oh man, this is interesting. So for the whole week I've been doing, the last three weeks I've been doing inside the La Riva. Yeah. Starting from my butt, like 50-50 the La Riva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50-50 yeah. inside the La Riva, so because it's a 50-50 position. Yeah. Over here. And I, it's like something that never happens, basically. <laughs> but it's still an interesting starting point to explore everything around. And okay, now, now I think I've done, ah, oh, but no. And then every day, some small group change. I have to teach everybody again. So I've been now being interested in one stupid motion or one stupid position for the last three weeks. And I can do this for the next six months until people say, hey man, I'm a bit bored. Okay, let me do something else. But I think it's not even smart to go always like, ah, technique of the week, technique of the week. Because then it becomes like an unf- like a fragmented puzzle of pieces that may or may never hit. Yeah. But if you start from position one, two, three, four, five, because in the end, what is the goal of every position? You need to reach a submission. Okay. What a position submit from? Let's say mount in the back. Not precisely, but more or less. Yeah, yeah. So everything leads there eventually. So it doesn't matter how you get there. If you start, and you start slowly in those chaos. Um, yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what, wouldn't it be easier than to start backwards? Oh, I do backwards. But what is backwards? Uh, start by the end. Yes. But the submission, then work yourself backwards into yes. those different is, kind of positions. true, but what... what True, yeah, look. So Jiu-Jitsu should actually could be taught like that. You start from the rear naked, but then you have mm. to fight. That's what I do, actually. I start from the pin. The wrestling should be started from the pin. Yeah. Defend the pin with one shoulder, bring the shoulder back. Yeah. So how, And then little by little, the guy stands up. You can do that. Safe and, and good way to teach it, but it takes a long time. And people come into the gym halfway through, and then they miss that early part. So in reality, it doesn't really work. But, you can, but every point in Jiu-Jitsu is the end point of something else. That is true. So what I do for you with the De La Riva. That's the whole problem yeah. with what we're trying to teach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so look, guard is distance control. Yes? Yeah. So I started now De La Riva, both sitting. And I keep the distance. Yeah. And the person tries to come up. And I try to keep him not from coming up. That's basically, that's basically a sweep in reverse. Yeah. Yeah? Oh. Yeah. And then how do I sweep him over? Well, I do so hard my best to keep him down. And the sword is best to come up. And he overcommits. And now he goes over on the other side. Yeah. So being on top is all about getting your weight exactly in the middle and pinning the guy. Yeah. And being on bottom is uh, keeping the person away from you Distance in, one, in one of the four main in-between directions. Yeah. That's it. It's so simple. You want to when say something else? Think, 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 think about this. Think about this. Yes. There is not a single submission in Jiu-Jitsu yeah. eh, that works. Every submission in Jiu-Jitsu works in that direction works in front of you armbar works when a person's weight is there from you footlock works when it's there triangle works when it's there so vim is pointing in front of you so every yes. single submission would work in essence when it's when the person's weight is in front of you now you're gonna say ah spinning armbar yes indeed you spin and where does the person end up back in, in front, front of, of you you. Yeah. you you have a footlock the person stands up you sweep him over it falls behind you but again in front of you because you roll through yeah. and of course it's possible to get submissions on the way there 
but ideally like if you do not like my game is triangle baiting and stacking and passing from there yes yeah so and because of people always close the triangle and make a ball i can go forward there is no triangle yep and and, and then, oh, you're stupid you're crazy for giving no it's not it just it just doesn't it just makes sense and of course sometimes you get caught because the swiss can be a bit tighter the person a bit larger and again and again and again uh, it's not because some people can make it work on some people or people have bad triangle defense and can mm. get away with it and it's not the correct thing to do so I, do, I don't even see why it takes so long for some people to wrap their mind like, their minds around this idea see, like yeah. the, the worst of the worst huh? yeah. in jiu-jitsu or in martial arts post technique video on reddit <laughs> nah. it's like okay facebook people like it YouTube is a bit in between, and then Reddit, Instagram. man, Reddit—they'll like kill insane. you. Yes, They'll yes, kill yes. you. I mean, yeah, I heard it from. Uh, do you know Azi? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Azi Garami. Yeah, yeah Azi Garami. His, his channel is booming these days. Yeah, I saw man, him. yeah, I had him on the podcast as well, yeah, and he was saying, man, I, I, I had to leave Reddit. There was going wars going on Reddit. But <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you know what is funny? I said this recently. Look, and this this uh, takes us very deep, actually, if you think about it. You know. Huh. So. One of the best performing YouTube channels I ever saw in my life, yes? Yeah. Is uh, like, I think it's like a guy from Ethiopia, I think, yeah. who's teaching like very, like, you know, Krav Maga is bad by itself, yes? But yeah. It's like very stupid, even the Krav Maga people think it's bad, self-defense videos. Yeah? And everybody thumbs down. Ah, that is rubbish. That is crazy. That is stupid. And what do people do? in whatsapp groups hey look at this stupid guy selling this stupid stuff and the algorithm makes it go around and those channels it's like millions of followers just because of something <laughs> but that's the same thing that happens in the media like bad news sells you know quality doesn't sell bad news sells so it's really sad <laughs> it's really sad it's, it's really it's really a problem with everything it's really a problem uh, we came around to this now yeah we were talking about, <laughs> about reverse teaching and what we was teaching and that is a great thing. I was um, one of the other questions that I wanted to ask is in uh, the benefit that this kind of sport, as you said, uh, when you warm up, you don't do warm up. You rather have people talk about their day, come into the connection, Easy the community. It's yeah. like an interval in which we can arrive hmm. to be to be on time. We hey, hey, by the way, this is cool. This is cool. Listen to this. If you go to the movies, yeah, and the movie starts at ten thirty. Yeah. What time does the movie start? Yeah, not at ten thirty. Ten forty-five. It's first the trailers. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're trying to you're trying to justify. No, it's true. It's true. And if you arrive, and if you arrive late in the movie, yeah. Do people complain? No. If you run by for the screen, if you make a lot of noise, people, hey, what? The, don't do that. But if you slowly go in, eh, and don't sneak on the screen, doesn't matter. So if in my class there is no push-up, if you arrive late, you arrive late. But you just don't walk in front of my face. You don't serve the class. You don't put popcorn on the floor, and we're cool. Yeah. We're fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that, so then, it, then it's uh, then it's good. See. So this is maybe then uh, a good moment to wrap a little bit things up. <laughs> oh, you're bored. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not bored. I see doors opening around here, and I know you have to give a class. Yeah, no, I, I love this. I love no, this. I'm, I'm joking. In uh, on the board? No, no, of course not. I'm bored. I'm talking no, to I'm you. Joking, this I'm has joking. been one of the the, the top ones I've had. <laughs> Um, let's say like this uh, let's give you the, le- the next five minutes is yeah. 
probably a message that you would want to give to people that are starting jujitsu, that are doing martial arts, that are living out of it. I know I caught you by surprise. <laughs> no, it's easy. Cheesy, it's cheesy. It's easy. So what is the first thing to do when you jujitsu? No, I would say like this, not the, the 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 first thing. Let's say a message you want to give to people in whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. I I would say like keep it into martial arts in some kind of way. Uh, maybe okay. guide them. Help them and guide them. Guide them. I have a bunch of stuff. You have something. You have something. I have opinions about everything. But I probably always start with jiu-jitsu. But the first thing is when you do jiu-jitsu, start with breathing. I used to be swimming teacher for many years. You cannot teach someone swimming who is not... You cannot teach a person who is afraid of the water. It will not work. And you cannot teach someone who is too eager to swim. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. If you have a kid and go to the water, I want to swim, I want to swim, I want to swim, I want to swim. Blup, 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 what do you do? How do you teach that kid? Yeah. Play. Go play. Mm. Get your feel. You're a bit calm. Now stand still for a minute. Stand still for a minute and look in my eyes for one minute. Mm-hmm. Now, you can be, now I can teach you. Person who is afraid, slowly introduce sparks of water in their eyes. Uh, like we call water gewenning. I don't know how you like, like get accustomed how do you to the water. say it? Water gewenning in Dutch. Yeah. yeah. I get accustomed to the water. Now we can teach. You do the same thing. So the, the, the afraid person gets brought to the middle. The eager person gets brought to the middle. We both need to be in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So then, once you're there, how you define when you're relaxed? The eager kid, <laughs> I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. No, 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 no. I don't want to. It goes both. See, it's always the breathing that, 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 that tells it. So you got to breathe. Like in yoga, I don't even know the, the name anymore, but literally Jitsu is this, like... Always from the belly. Yeah. Yeah. And this is very important. And every time I do strength in Jitsu, I breathe in. During my breathing, I keep what I have. Yeah. And when I breathe out, so I put when you strength. When you so push put, for example, I put my elbow, my, my knee, and I put... And, then and, you and I don't make pressure because pushing someone away is also pressure. You do compression. Because people always say like Jitsu is about pressure, it's about compression. And the person can react to, if you press, then you're out of balance. If you compress, you're in balance. Yes? Yes. Okay. So that's the one advice. Go with relaxed breathe. Yeah? Breathing. Yeah. Breathing first. Yeah. Second thing, and this ties back to education in school and like belts don't matter. Like really do not matter. As don't do diplomas. Yeah. The, the reward of learning that should is, be the, the, is the skill you learn. Yeah? The award of, of training jiu-jitsu is that you will be better in jiu-jitsu and other things. But it's not, I oh, you have your belt, or you have your diploma, what did you gain? Okay, if, if the paper or the belt becomes the, the goal, you will be disappointed once you get there. Yeah. And, and, and in relation to that, don't do exams. If, don't do stupid exams because it's like a moment of... Of uh, it's like one moment of performance, which doesn't really reflect the whole process, and then on that moment you're doing an exam of of uh, some things that people before you determined were important, but that person is just his opinion. Maybe for you, di- different things are important. Yeah, I get that. There's I get that, and I definitely agree with that. Don't do an exam; it's stupid. Even in school, you should not be doing exams. <laughs> you have to, like. Man, I teach a kids class, huh? and I like in the in the class. I say, look, is it okay to make mistakes? And then people, many say, ah, it's okay because you learn. But some say, no, no, we cannot make mistakes. Why can we not make mistakes? Ah, because then we get then we fail and we don't pass. But you learn from because if you don't make mistakes, it means you don't try anything, and if you don't try anything, you don't learn. Yeah, yeah so, that's some of the mindset that people have. Like yeah. uh, mistakes are deadly. 
Kom eens naar de laatste part. Yeah. Make making mistakes safe. Both in school and in jiu-jitsu. So you have to dose yourself that you can safely take risks and safely make mistakes. So when you do striking, do 1% on the head. 1%. A person knows we can sit in a face, it's bad. Yeah? yeah. Do 30% of kicks because you have to respect a bit the kick, but not too much. 100% on the body because you have to be a bit afraid of that because it's not too bad. You know? Yeah. And, and the same with jiu-jitsu, like, don't, like, for example, submissions. We don't finish submissions here. We just keep the like arm straight. Can I get out? Okay, you got me. Yeah. But not tap, because then the moment is over. And then, you know what I mean? You, you, can't, you can't figure it out at yeah. the moment. There is no value in a, sub, in a tap. There is value in threatening with a break. There's no val- If you're on the street, you break someone's arm, the guy is out. Yeah. He will continue. But if you threaten with a break, hey man, come down, or I will break your arm, then you might calm him down. See? I love that. I love that. Well, I think it's a good moment to wrap it up because I have a lot of things. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I had an awesome conversation. Me too. Um, yeah. I hope there's a second part soon. Of course, man. Like, uh, anytime, uh, did, anytime. You, did you like it with the whole headphones? Uh, yeah, of and course. And I, I love talking. So. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. <laughs> hey, so. man. This was... Um, so, everybody listening, thank you very much for listening. This thank was you. Vim de Perte with giving us some of uh, some amazing wisdom, some amazing insight in the things that he do and things. And uh, I'm very happy for this conversation and I hope that Me everybody... Too, uh, anytime. It was, uh, it was fun. Oh, <laughs> man. Thank you very much and thank you all listeners. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed. And... Uh, oh, one thing. I tried to grow up my YouTube channel, so... Oh, guys, of course, Wim promote Wim whatever you want. Wim the Peter BJJ. <laughs> guys, go follow Wim the Peter BJJ. I looked into it because yeah. before I came here, I started looking into stuff. Yeah. That's where I found the fun, safe, and learning. Okay. And uh, there was an ass-whooping uh, yes, camp. Yes, it was, that was a, at Raoul's. Yeah, yeah at Raoul's. Uh, there's going to be a new camp soon. And not part of that, but yes, there is mm. one. And uh, I'm no, part but you are you. You have a camp during right now. I'm gonna go, uh, gonna have a camp in uh, September in uh, in Crete. Oh, yeah. actually, joining for the camp in Crete. <laughs> oh, there we go, yeah. there we go, there we go. So if you wanna go, yeah. just text me and I will put you in the on any social media. You can put me. You can text. You can uh, send me a message and I will put you in. All right. And yeah, everybody will then. Uh, if you wanna find any links or anything like that, you'll find it in the description below this podcast. And then you'll uh, find everything back. All right? (laughs) Great. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. And we are...